I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. This is a, sort of a behind-the-scenes episode. We're cramming in an episode on a day that we don't normally record because uh, earlier this week, my daughter came down with hand, foot, and mouth disease, which is really as fun as it sounds. And it sounds fun. It's very fun. And my mother is coming over to my house. She'll be here. It gives us about 50 minutes to record. So we're cramming in what we can because you guys are so important to us. Yes. <laughs> you are. Absolutely. You are. And it's important for John and I to catch up and this is how we catch up. Yes. It, it forces us to do it because otherwise, honestly, things are so busy that it probably would just keep getting pushed off. It's cold where I'm recording. I'm recording now in my bedroom. I, I decided that Marlo's room was too echoey. Ah, okay. But it's cold down here and so I have a jacket on and I probably shouldn't be wearing this jacket because you can, can you hear it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, as long so. as you don't move, it's okay? As long as I don't move as I, as I talk. Ryan, you don't have to cut out that, sa- that sound effect. Or maybe you can enhance the sound effect of my jacket. And just insert um. it throughout randomly. <laughs> shh, 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 <laughs> kind of like, um, like me dancing. <laughs> and Lita is upstairs. I'm going to admit this. Oh, my God. But I'm not a member of the government, and I don't work for the government. But maybe one day I will. But I'm going to go ahead and admit this. My friend did a jailbreak. Is that what it's called? Yeah. On her on, phone. She she did it on my Amazon um, Fire thing. Oh, you can jailbreak those. Mm-hmm. Huh. So Lita is upstairs. It's we'll just say it's a Saturday morning and she's still in her pajamas and she is watching iCarly episodes from 2009 and 2010 and she is blissfully happy, although you're going to probably hear her walking around even though I told her to sit still. She's like running around. <laughs> it's all part of the ambiance. Honestly, it all just adds. <laughs> yeah. Let's laugh about life. Yeah, about it's that. it's just, oh man. It's been, it's been... It's been a crazy week. Mm-hmm. I had I went to a wedding yesterday. You went to a wedding. Okay, first so, of all, a wedding back up, on a back Friday up for just a second. A wedding. Okay, back up. You said another crazy week. I don't know if you remember you saying, "Gosh, you know, you cursed us in <laughs> one of the episodes, didn't you?" Yeah, I totally did. And I sh- honestly, mm-hmm. for one, I should know better. But for another, just looking ahead through March, March is just insane. And I've known March was going to be insane before March was even here. Mm -hmm. And in part, just because of life things, because of work, but, and maybe I mentioned this, but I had a concert that I went to last weekend and then a wedding this weekend and then a wedding next weekend. 
And then Lexton turns 13 the day after the wedding. So it's like absolute insanity. Oh, wait a minute. You're you're at the age where everybody's getting married. That's right. So you have to go to all of these wonderful ceremonies. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good time. And then, and then who has Friday. a wedding at 530 on a Friday? I don't know anything about weddings. That's the thing. Like, when is a good time to get married? Well, I just feel like most, I mean, my schedule is flexible enough that it doesn't really affect me. But most people who work until five or six, even if they're local, they have to take time off work to go to a wedding. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I don't know a lot about weddings, having never had one, but... <laughs> I would think like a Saturday night or a Sunday brunch or something. I don't know. It just, Friday kind of threw me off. I mean, you know, made the best of it. It was fine. Definitely played air guitar while wearing a wig. So it worked out. While wearing a wig? While what kind of wig? wig? It was Elaborate a black. on the wig. It was a black wig. It. I, I think it was supposed to look very rock and roll, but it really looked more like, you know, the movie The Ring? There's like a sequel coming out now called Rings about the girl <laughs> yeah. that crawls out of the TV. That's what it looked like. <laughs> So this was on St. Patrick's Day even. So Yes. Was it raucous? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It Did was, you get uh, wasted? I'm, you know, yeah, probably. There's no way that I would have actually done air guitar while wearing a wig completely sober. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely no way. Not, not was, there a, was there a zoot suit involved? Oh, God. No. Thankfully, no. it was just a regular suit. So it was, it was okay. Okay. You know, all the all the classic wedding songs and all the classic mm-hmm. wedding songs that really shouldn't be classic wedding songs, but they are. And after a few drinks, you just are. dance. I'm just like, yeah, by Usher. I mean, just songs that don't, they don't really, oh. yeah. I've only been to like two weddings, really, oh, in my life. I mean, I haven't been, actually, no, I've been to a pretty reasonable number. Well, both of my siblings are married, so I went to their weddings. And when Heather and I were together, she was the oldest of all of her cousins, so a ton of her cousins got married. So we were always going to those weddings, and yeah. So you've been to a lot of weddings. Oh, yeah, I know weddings. I Front to back, I know what to expect, what to wear, what to bring, when to go, what to do. It's, And then I have to go and buy the cards that are all tender and resist the urge to ew, write don't become ew. a statistic no yep. don't don't your friends want something funny from you though i would want something funny i would not want something tender from anyone well it depends so next next weekend is a very good friend of mine and that will be something funny but yesterday was i i accompanied a friend to the wedding so it was her family her cousin who i don't even know so oh yeah also yesterday was the uh, anniversary of this podcast oh it was oh my god we did launch it on you celebrated wow. without even knowing I, yeah and i definitely <laughs> i celebrated in style let me tell you the ring oh man you should recreate that it was uh, there are definitely photos somewhere and probably <laughs> video and i just haven't seen them come through yet and i'm a little i'm a little afraid because the unfortunate thing is that i always remember everything Always. I wish I didn't, but I do. And I, I definitely rocked out for at least a song and a half. And I'm reasonably sure people. I was the only one on the dance floor at that time. Gotcha. You know, it's... My brother and sister are married, but I didn't get to go to the wedding because it happens inside the temple. Hang on. You, yeah. Because you left the church, you weren't allowed to go? No, they got married when I was still in the church. But if you haven't been through the temple, you can't go to the wedding. 
And then they have a reception, but there's no dancing at the reception. They have the reception usually, like when it comes to like the regular old Mormons who don't own, you know, swaths of property. Right. They have it in, in the cultural hall is what it's called. Basically the gym at the church. Okay. So you can go to that. I can go to that. And okay. it is like super, super buttoned up. There's a line. You got to shake hands. Oh, yeah. And it's dry, they right? Sam- they have little sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Mormons don't know how to party. They do know how to throw a funeral. I will tell you that. It's a different kind of party. It's a different kind of party. Yeah. Well, but anytime a wedding is, I, I, this sounds horrible, but it's true. Dry weddings. What, what, what is the point? I mean, honestly, <laughs> <Let go. laughs> like I've been to them and you know, there, there's, there is technically dancing, but no one dances. Is there, do they, do they say up front, this is a dry wedding or do you just know? It depends. The ones that I've been to, I, I would know in advance just because I know the people. I know that they don't drink or that they're from a very conservative family who doesn't drink. I mean, my, the wedding I'm going to next week is a Muslim wedding and it's a dry wedding. Oh, really? I'm incredibly excited. I have been friends with him for almost a decade and he's awesome and Indian food is amazing and I'm so pumped. I mean, it's going to be, they're, they're massive, like five, 600 people. Is, is he pretty devout? No, that's what's funny is that he he identifies as Muslim because for for him it's as much cultural as it is religious. You know, he was raised Muslim, but he's I don't I wouldn't say he's atheist. He's probably more agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, but his fiance is fairly conservative Muslim, and she's also she knows he's not and is okay with that. So we've got you know half of the half of the wedding is very conservative. The other half, his family is is pretty devout and they know he's not but it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic i think i'm reading a book i should have said devout in islam um i'm reading a book called the the muslim next door it's a phenomenal read about islam and the misconceptions and what the the original religion started out as and meant was meant how it was meant to be practiced it's so good Um, and i'll put a link to the book but it's such a fascinating read and I'll be interested to hear what, how the wedding is. I'm really, really, really excited. I mean, he, I've learned a lot from him about it and his, his parents come back and he's really close to all of his family. And it is, it's interesting to have him as a friend and to be surrounded, especially when Heather and I were together by pretty, um, staunchly Christian people who know Mm -hmm. that Islam is terrible terrible <laughs> heathens just awful people and then, do, Chris, you know, do those christians know how terrible christianity is yeah of course not because christianity yeah. is perfect you know that's just how it that's how it goes i actually went mm-hmm. i went and heard a guy speak who was muslim and converted to christianity and he was speaking at a at a um, non-denominational church here and it was actually I, I have to try and find his name i don't remember he's written a couple books and it was actually really fascinating because i was kind of expecting to hear him kind of bash islam and talk about why it's so terrible and that's why he left and why he converted and and it wasn't like that at all it was very much you know this islam didn't seem right to me and here is why and this is why i changed but all of my family they're still Muslim and this is what they practice and this is what they believe and this is why. And it was really non-judgmental mm-hmm. in an awesome way. I've just come to mo- most times when I've been 
at a Christian function that addresses another religion, it's very demeaning. Mm-hmm. And it was not like that at all. It's, what's interesting is that I don't think that most Christians even know that in Islam, it's that they worship the same God as Christians. Yes. They worship the same God. Yes. But through mm-hmm. a slightly different path. Yes. Or, as the, Christians would the say, the wrong path. path. The original path, as set out by Muhammad, it was a it's a beautiful religion that that I'm reading about. It's a gorgeous, very, uh, the humanity in the religion is a really beautiful thing to read about. Um, it's one of the most, it's one of the best books I've ever read given to me again by Kelly Wickham, who introduced me to another book that changed my life. But yeah, I'm very fascinated right now about it all. Yeah, I would love to read that. It sounds, it sounds interesting. Well, I, I think a lot of those, like, I, and I think the same thing about Christianity, like its core is beautiful, but people ruin mm-hmm. it. Like <laughs> humanity <the> <laughs> just ruins it. Yes. It's how it's interpreted and practiced. And yeah, I was, I was talking to a fellow ex-Mormon the other day. Both of us have, you know, come through our bitterness years ago and we were joking and he, he was talking about, um, one of his friends, like there's this disproportionate amount of Mormons who go atheist me being one of them because because the like I said like the the reward in heaven for most religions isn't as glorious as the reward that you get in Mormonism and he was trying to explain it to a friend and the friend was like but no you know as a baptist when we die we get to be angels and he's like yeah in mormonism you know who are angels murderers what? rapists <laughs> child molesters they get to be angels (laughs) oh man but in mormonism if you're really good and you do what you're supposed to do you get to be a god yeah so that's pretty intense mm -hmm. that's really something to aspire to it is something to aspire to if you want to be a god and have all that responsibility well who doesn't come on can't can't believe you walked away from that. <laughs> Having downsized recently by seventy five percent, and being in a very small space with, you know, having gotten rid of all that stuff, like I'm like, this is the life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the life. Yes, it has made life so much better. My kids feel it. My kids love it. I mean, it's it's not that it. it I mean, I still have responsibility, but you know where everything is. There isn't extraneous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I mean, it's the opposite of growing pain. It's like the shrinking pain is terrible to get rid of everything. Not not even mm-hmm. that like you're attached to it, but just to deal with purging mm-hmm. sucks. I think I said this before you move. You realize how little you actually need. Right. Especially like in my wardrobe. I'm like, wait a minute. I wear four shirts and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like these four shirts are the only four shirts I wear. Why do I have a closet full of shirts? Yeah. No. But the girls are enjoying the more confined quarters. They are, um, especially Marlo, who has this great room. We got her a, a bigger bed. We we graduated her from a twin bed to a a full. Oh yeah. And she takes extra time in the morning to make her bed because she has like seven thousand pillows, <laughs> like very like an M and and, a, and an A, and four poop emoji pillows and seven dogs and she arranges them very neatly across the top of her bed every morning she just loves this the the space of it she i don't know my kids just fell into this house and they were like 
Oh, this is home. That's awesome. So it's been, it's oh. been a good transition. Um, I think, so Marlo had a cold sore on the top of her lip. I tweeted this. She, she was in the bathtub and she's like, my, my sore cold is hurting so bad. My sore cold. And Lita and I have been watching my so-called life. <laughs> My sore cold life. <laughs> yep. Get this. Did you ever watch that series, My So Cold Life? Did we talk about this? I've seen it. I never watched it through, though. Okay. So My So Cold Life was unceremoniously yanked from television in the middle of the first season. Um, they just canceled it. There was no... They, they didn't even have like an episode that wrapped up any sort of loose ends at all. It just stops. And... I believe it was an ABC show, but MTV picked it up and played it again because there was this audience that was loved it so much. And then it kind of has it kind of become a cult classic. So she and I, after her play was over, good God, her play. Ten, ten days worth of it. Ten, oh, yeah. That's a yeah. long play. Holy shit. Yeah, she was exhausted. I'll, I'll tell you this story in just a second. So we um, we finally get to watch the last couple episodes and... Um, I think she was still exhausted from the 10 day run and the episode ends, the last episode ends and she's like, wait a minute, is that it? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's it. And she turns over on the couch and she's just lying there. And I think that she's like jokingly making this weird noise and it's time for bed. And I'm like, I'm poking her. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And she turns her face and she's sobbing. Really? She's sobbing. And she's like, what do you mean that's the end? Like, what happens to Rayanne? I mean, she's not even talking. She's not even talking to Angela. And what, what happens between Angela and Jordan? Like, what happens to oh them? I will never know. <laughs> and they never, like, it never came back and got extended. No one ever picked it up to finish it. No. it That was before Netflix. That was before the, the glorious, angelic Netflix would swoop in and, and complete something. It just ended. Why? And she was... Do you know, I mean, um, that's... It did uh, not have good ratings. Wow. It did not have good ratings until, you know, the, the MTV audience was like, oh, wait a minute. This has been on ABC? Oh. And then people loved it. Interesting. But the the time change, did, did that affect you guys at all? No. I, and I don't know why. It usually does. It just took... It took Lexton a little longer to fall asleep, but other than that, it was it was like any other day, actually. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I was gonna, not quite so smooth for you, huh? This time change normally is the better one for parents. Yes. I mean, as a kid growing up, as a kid growing up, you hate this one because you lose an hour. But as a parent, you kind of love it because it means you're that much closer to bedtime. Exactly. It just stole everyone's soul for a day. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you? Like well, it, really... it was, oh, man. so the, the night that it changed, so it changes at like two o'clock in the morning. Lita had done a matinee of her play and then she did the the final play. It was a Saturday night. And then after the play, there was a cast party and she went home with her friend. And when she goes home with her friend, she doesn't sleep like she normally sleeps. So she must've been up who knows how late. And then, then we lost an hour and yeah, so yeah, that night. Um, That's a that bad night, way to enter into a time change. It's a bad way. And that night I'm putting, I I'd, that night I'd had a really, really, really bad day. I'm just going to put it like that. 
it's one of those days where you're like, and I actually had this thought after everything was said and done, I sat down and I wanted to watch something completely numbing, like a show that I hated. And because I wanted to take my brain away from what had just happened during the day. And um, I put Marlo to bed and she is, she starts to sob and I'm like, what's going on? And she's just like, life is so hard. I have school and I have math and I have to practice piano and I have therapy and then I have to get up every morning. And so... I okay. sat with her for an extra, you know, 15 minutes and sang songs and, you know, made sure that she got off to sleep. And then I come upstairs and Lita is just wiped. Normally we stay up and watch a show and she's just, she is hysterically crying. She's just like, I'm so tired and I can't even handle, I can't handle this. I can't handle life. I can't handle this. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. When all three of us sink up in this household, <laughs> oh, wow. nuclear, it is going to go nuclear, nuclear. Both of my kids were just inconsolable. I was like, oh, everybody shit. needs to go to sleep. Just get some sleep. We'll be better in the morning. But that is, that's the worst with kids when they're at that point where they're so tired that they, they can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Like they've just hit that wall where they're completely exhausted to the point of they would rather cry or be angry or whatever than sleep. Oh God, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And they don't they don't want to be told that they need to be to sleep. Lita's at an age where she's just like, I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed. And it's like, dude, do it. Because everything coming out of your mouth sounds like me at 14 and it's not good. <laughs> yeah. You are catastrophizing. Everything's gonna be okay. Just get some sleep. Yeah. Lexton finally, like just in the last year, hit that point where he will say i'm tired i need to go to bed but for a really long time he would hold out i mean he would be like laying on the floor with his eyes half open insisting he wasn't tired and what i finally realized is he had this idea that if he admitted to being tired he would have to go to bed like that would that's what Mm -hmm. would happen whether he admitted it at nine o'clock at night or five and i finally had to sit down with him and say i'm tired like all day it's okay to be tired you don't have to go to bed but acknowledging it is a mature thing to do and it would help me so that I know how you're feeling. And I think when he realized that he wasn't going to be immediately like sent to his room, he was okay to admit it. And now he will, if, if even if it's before bedtime, I mean like, I'm really tired. I need to go to bed. I'm like, Oh, thank God. You're like, I'm tired all day, all every day, day yeah. Lexton. <laughs> do you understand the level of fatigue? <laughs> And it it doesn't it doesn't stop like like with Marlo like yeah it is it is hard it just gets worse it just gets worse every year so go to sleep and enjoy how bad it is right now. <laughs> the, the part where she was like I have math yeah. and I was like oh God I know I know you have math yeah. you have addition problems oh I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry yeah I read I, this I have the link for this and I. I we need to put that up too, because Lexton hates math, hates, hates math. I mean, passionately hates math. His mom also hates math. His gra- Everybody hates math. Math is like the cool thing to hate. And it's an article about how when, when parents and teachers and grandparents admit openly and repeatedly that they hate math, that they were terrible at math, that it creates this math anxiety that is making kids bad at math. 
like the anxiety is really? sabotaging their ability. And they've done studies on, you know, how much this anxiety actually impacts grades for kids who understand it, but are so anxious because, well, both of my parents hate it. Maybe I'm bad at it. It was really okay, interesting. So I need to read this because I loved math. And I tried, I say that all the time to my kids. I'm like, I know that you're frustrated and it is difficult, but this is the best part of math. And I try to instill like this one little nugget. Math, you can check to see if you've got the answer correct. Yes. Like math works forward and backward. And there's only one answer. Yes. There's only, it's not subjective. Yes. So you can, if you just do the problem forward and then you do it backward, you can tell if you got it right or not. Yeah. And neither of, well, I think maybe because Lita now doesn't even talk about her math homework, even though she has it every night. But like trying to instill like that little, like that's the best part of math is that you kind of have the answers built into the the problem. Yeah. And you can get partial mm -hmm. credit if you show your work. <laughs> I honestly, like I went through all the way up until maybe junior year thinking that I hated math. And then I just had to admit that I enjoy it. I don't choose to do it, but I'm good at it. And I like mm -hmm. the satisfaction of working through a problem and that there's only one answer. I mean, compared to having to write a paper, which I enjoy, but you can write a paper about fucking anything, anything with any conclusion, as long as you back it up. But in math, it's one answer. Start to finish, same process, done. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, I graduated with an English major in high school. We had majors in high school, right? Yeah. I didn't. I Maybe. I think, well, like the majority of the classes that I took were English-based. Okay. But like one of my favorite classes in high school was Algebra 2. Okay. And I remember this only because like I I got a, a perfect 100A every, like like I, I aced the entire year because every single problem you could do it front and backwards and i loved being able to like go into that class knowing it's fine i'm gonna figure out everything like i don't even have to worry about this class because i do it forward and then do it backward and answer the question i'm fucking awesome like right. this is easy you can check yeah. you can always check your work mm -hmm. but oh you know lexton has started to bring these home and i fucking love them he's bringing home logic puzzles oh those are good god like he brought one home and i He's like, well, I have, you know, I have math, I have this, I have a logic puzzle. I was like, you have a what? You need to get that <laughs> out because we're going to do that. And I, I mean, there are these really complex, like five and six and eight different categories that all overlap and they're so fucking great. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I took one, he had a week to do it and I made a copy of it so that I could do it on my own. Really? And he would, oh my, yeah, I sat up at night and did this logic puzzle. I fucking love them. So is it, are they worded? Yeah, they're worded and they're, it, they're actually for his, for part of what they're working on in science, but they're not science related, but it's the, the logical thinking that they're working on. It's, it's philosophy. They had, there's, there's a, did you ever take philosophy in college? Yes. And I loved it. Oh yeah. Did you ever solve, you know, there's a whole like semester about logic problems. Yes. Yeah. Those were so good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just the way that oh, you have God. to read this the clues is... and make the connections. <laughs> and I mean, I know that as I'm sitting there with him and we're doing them together because I think if you've never done them, they're very intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think you kind of have to get your brain in the right place to be able to process through it. But I know that as we're sitting there, he's looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you, why are you excited? I asked him, 
if he would ask his teacher for more so that I can do them. <laughs> we are such nerds. This is turning into a nerd oh, podcast. God, but they're so Let's fun. The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, honestly, I mean, I will sit there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Janet has this cell phone, which means she has this car, and this is her license plate. Yes. Now we know what car Tom has. It's, oh my God. On Just talking mm-hmm. about it now, I wish I had one. We could just do a whole episode of solving one live. It would be. Yeah. Oh. Well, like the thrill of solving them, like is like, it's almost euphoric. Yes. It's, yeah, I know. I remember taking, um, you have to go to a testing center at BYU to take some of your tests because the classes are so big. By the way, if you have facial hair as a guy and you don't have a beard card, you can't go take the test at the testing center. Is that one of the ways they enforce it? Yep. Oh, wow. It sure is. So I would have friends who would put, they would have that stupid little patch of hair underneath their lip. God, just don't do that. They would put band-aids over it to pretend that they had cut themselves so they could keep it. So they could go take tests. So they could keep the flavor patch? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. No, that's, oh, (laughs) that's not okay. Why, why does anybody? No. No. Uh, Well, this was 1995. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember sitting in that in that testing center and there were only four problems that I had to solve. And it took me over two and a half hours. But when I was done, like I knew I had gotten them right. And it was like, maybe this is what an orgasm feels like. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm in the BYU <laughs> testing center. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, there, but there's, there is something, and maybe it is that satisfaction of solving it, but just knowing that that is the only, that mm-hmm. is the only option. There's no, there's no, maybe this is one of the answers. Like, I don't know. I love spending that much time on one thing. God, mm-hmm. I am a dork. Like this is. This is dorky. Big time. I mean, he, he, yeah. he does not like them. He likes when they're done. And that, he's into it. science though, isn't he? He's into science. And that's what I'm trying to get him to see. Like, yeah, I know that this logic puzzle about people and cell phones and the cars that they drive is not really science, but the way you have to think about it and deduce and read information and that that's the same brain that you use for science. And I, the analogy that I give him is like running or going to the gym, like you do it to, to work out those muscles, to, to strengthen the muscles. And you don't just go once, you have to go repeatedly. 
And it's kind of the same thing with your brain. Like you need to keep doing these things so that your brain gets better at it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't buy that. Not at all. (laughs) It's getting better, but still, if he doesn't see this immediate connection to something that seems relevant to his life overall, then he doesn't see a point. Do you sit down with him every night with homework? I used to have to, uh, definitely through sixth grade and part of seventh grade, I would sit. And it wasn't even to help, but it was like, if if I didn't sit, he would have 40 questions. If I sat, he would have one. Mm. But just to be there. But in the last, I would say since Christmas, actually, when he got back from break, it's been more... You know, he'll come home and un- he he does his homework right after school. If he waits, it's a disaster. So he'll come home and unpack and just do all of his homework. And if he has a question about something, he'll he'll bring it to me and ask and then sit back down and do his homework. And it's that has been amazing. It's a nice transition, isn't it? Oh, my God. And with the exception of tests, with things like if I have to quiz him on vocabulary or whatever, you know, I, I will help with that. That way it's just not him having to reread the stuff because I think it actually, I think there's benefit there. Mm-hmm. But Oh, man, it's that was a great transition. Let me ask you this. Do you feel calm? He's when is his birthday? His birthday is the 26th, the 26th, which is next week. Yes. Um, And he will be 13. Do you feel comfortable leaving him at home alone? I do. Yeah. And he are we going to get in trouble for this conversation? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I've heard so many <laughs> different things about how they have to be a certain number of years old or this and that. But most of what it seems to come down to is like, there is, there is an age, but I, that age is there to prevent people from being completely stupid. But it is also Mm -hmm. kind of up to the parents to say, yeah, he's two years below the age, but he's really capable, you know? And he, he loves, I mean, I don't leave him home for hours, but if I need to run to the grocery store and he doesn't want to go, he just hangs out. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see any harm in that. No, I think the age that they, at least legally, is sort of like, okay, don't be stupid. But I, I think it comes down to maturity. Yes. And, yeah, and trust. Yeah, and I think it's somewhere in the 12 to 14 range. I know it varies based on state. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you leave Lita home alone? I mean, is she cool with that? So, look, yesterday, um, my mother, God bless my mother again. God bless that woman. She said, listen, I want to take the kids on Friday so that you can go be with your friends or, you know, have a night just alone or do whatever you want to do. And I was talking to Lita about it the day before. And she's like, but, you know, Gabby invited me to the mall. And so there's a couple of landmark occasions. She went to the mall with her friend for the first time. Like the, just the two of them went to the mall to shop? <laughs> with money and a purse. Yeah, that's a big moment. Just the two of them. And her, I talked to Gabby's mother and we like concluded that it was going to be fine for them to wander around the mall by themselves and they get picked up at a certain time. And I mean, I did that all the time at her age. It was my favorite thing to do was to go to the mall with my friends. My mom would just drop us off. It was so fun. Why? I don't. It's so suburban. I don't. Well, I, the town that I grew up in, our mall was, there was no reason to walk around there. I mean, it was like fashion, oh, fashion man, we, bug. We had several malls. Oh, it no. was like, which one do we go to? I was in Memphis, you know. It was the Oak Ridge Mall, the Mall of Memphis. God, what was the other one? The Raleigh Springs Mall. Any Memphis listeners out there <laughs> are going to know. <laughs> um, so I said, okay, well, here's the situation. Grand- Grandmommy has offered to take you for the night because I need to go spend some time with my friends because I, I need a break. 
So you have a choice. You can go to the mall with your friend and then come home and be by yourself until I get home, which will be around 11, 11.30, or you can go with grandmommy. And she's looking at me and she's blinking her eyes and she's like, I mean, can't you come home earlier than that? And I was like, Lita, you're 13. You handle all of your homework by yourself. You just did a, you know, a play that ran for 10 straight nights. I think you'll be okay until 1130 if you want to go to the mall. And she's like, okay, all right. That's good. That's good. Okay, fine. I'm going to go to the mall and I'm, and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to like, I'll be fine. So she goes to the mall and I get home last night at about 1120 and I walk in and I just check on her to make sure she's okay and she's asleep. And, um, this morning I got up and I went in to check on her again. She was up and she's like, Hey, and I said, how are you? She goes, did you, did you at least check on me before, when you came home? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, of course. And then I walked over to her and I put my hands on her face and I was like, my little baby's all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the mall and you stayed home by yourself. Like this is huge. And I just wanted to be like, Oh my God, like I can take a breath. Like my child can stay at home by herself. What? Ah, the threshold is just, oh man, it's amazing. What did she do? So good. Do you know? Did she just watch TV? She watched TV, yeah, and had some cookies, some Girl Scout cookies. It's Girl Scout cookie season, so. I know, it's such a great season. Oh man. (laughs) That had to, even though though she was probably nervous or clearly was nervous, that had to have been awesome to just have the house. Mm-hmm. And she could watch whatever and she not wanted. not to have her sister. So <laughs> right. Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> before school, she comes to me and she says, okay, so they're picking me up after school. Listen, mom, I don't have any money. Can I borrow money? And then I will do chores for you all weekend long and all next week. And Marlo is standing there and she goes, yeah, you can play with me all weekend. And then you can make my bed for the rest of the week. <laughs> And I'm like, um, no, you don't get that. That's not a negotiation tactic with you. You don't get to negotiate who gets to make your bed, Marlo. <laughs> I wish I wish Marlo had money to lend her because I would love to to know how that negotiation went. That would be amazing. She had the house to herself. She didn't have a younger sister demanding that they go play Barbies or, you know, she it was she must have felt really good, you know. Oh, yeah. Big hurdle. And she's Cross. more than capable. I think she just kind of needed that that incentive. Yeah, I've left them here. Like I've gone to the grocery store many times and left them um, at home alone for 30, 45 minutes. But it was, this was like the first occasion where she was going to be alone in the house late at night. And this morning she was fine. She lived. So, she lived. It will be interesting to see if she asks, like to do it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, obviously it will happen again, but I wonder if, if she enjoyed it enough. Yeah. Quiet night with Netflix and Girl Scout cookies actually sounds pretty great. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to lie. I I bought them. I have a couple What kind boxes. of Girl Scout cookies are your favorite? Oh, my favorite. I like I like thin mints if they're in the freezer. You got to freeze them. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that, that's Oh man, they're so good. And then what are the shortbread ones? I can never remember the name of them. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, though I love I love those. And I like the Girl Scouts. I like to support them, but I mm-hmm. don't I don't need that many cookies. So mm-hmm. usually what I've done in the past is just I'll get two boxes and give them I don't know, 20 bucks or something. But my niece was selling them this year and they had the option to 
buy cookies or you could buy cookies and donate. I don't remember the name of the organization, but it's an organization that delivers cookies to kids with cancer. Oh, wow. Seriously? Yeah, I'm going to buy like a dozen boxes and you guys can donate those. That'd be awesome. And then I get to support them. Donate tons of sugar. You know what? I mean, come on now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke just because sugar is the big enemy now of the state. What are the ones with coconut on them? Um, That are like in a ring? Yes. Samoas? Samoas? Yes. Yeah, I hate coconut, but I love those cookies. Yeah, uh, something about they're chewy, right? Uh Yeah, and I like chewy cookies, but for some reason I don't. I don't like those. And I love coconut, but I I will eat them. This is a weird. If there's a box, I will eat them. I'm not <laughs> going. I don't think there are any Girl Scout cookies that I won't eat. But I would not pick those over frozen Thin Mints or the shortbread cookies. What about the ones with the, the peanut butter tagalongs? Yeah, again, I'll eat them, but I don't pick them. Mm. And it bugs me if you read. This is ridiculous. If you read the box, it says they have a chocolatey or chocolate flavored coating. And that always bothers me. Like just 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 make it chocolate. You don't have to make chocolate flavored because then it's not actually chocolate. Which is a is, do they just say it's chocolate flavored? I think so. I actually I actually have a box downstairs. I'll have to check. But I think it's something like chocolate flavored or chocolatey coating. Something like that. I'm I'm almost positive. Yeah. So if someone out there is really a, well aware of the Girl Scout cookie line and knows I'm lying, I'm sorry. But I I think I think that's what it is. I haven't read the boxes. You just devoured. I the just cookies. got them to support. No, I got them. I don't eat them because most of them are have dairy in them. Ah, uh, yes, true. Yeah, that's the one thing that I really can't ever eat again because I realize it affects me so badly, and because dairy. <sighs> If you're going to be an animal activist, dairy's kind of a big deal. Like worse than eating meat? It's what happens to cows in order to provide the amount of dairy that we consume is it's just unconscionable what they do to cows. Yeah. God, I love cheese though. <laughs> you I'm like rape the cow. I, Go ahead and I rape know, that cow. I, I need it. my cheese. Oh, what about what about like sheep though? Do they treat the sheep better? Do they treat the sheep yeah, like, like sheep, sheep? Sheep cheese, goat cheese, sheep cheese, sheep cheese, and goat cheese. There's not the, the it's not that. It's like the milk, mm. the amount of milk that we consume, not cheese necessarily. Okay, so it's but the, the volume milk. More the volume anything. of okay. milk, and in order pro- to produce the volume of milk that that Americans consume, there it's a horrific, horrific industry. Sorry to get on that. So that was a fun uh, transition. It was. So I bought all of these cookies to help my friend's daughter, and I brought them home. And normally, my kids don't eat them; they just usually I usually just give them away. But my kids attacked those boxes, man, and then. I turned into a fucking mom because I went. (laughs) Oh, God. One of the things that they love about this house, the kitchen is tiny. And there's this drawer underneath the countertop where we eat. There is no dining room table. There isn't room for one. We eat at the countertop. But you all eat together. Um, So it's fine. We all eat together. There's bar stools. And underneath that counter is this giant drawer which is probably built for pots and pans, but it, it's their drawer. Like all of the food that they eat is there, like goldfish crackers and SpaghettiOs and stuff like that. 
I went in to that drawer the other day and there are two empty fucking boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And I pull them out and I look at Lita and I said, did you just put an empty box of cookies back in this drawer? And she looked at me all puzzled and I was like, that's unacceptable. You do not put an empty container back in the fridge or in the fucking drawer. <laughs> that is unacceptable behavior. But she, it, like to her, it just, what? Yeah. So I put it back. She was like, oh, I, oh should I have thrown it away? She asked that. Should I have thrown it away? I'm like, yes. What, what else would you? It was neatly tucked back in. The, it, I mean, my kids are really good about putting their dishes in the dishwasher and putting food back. And I think it, to her, it was just like, I'm putting it back where it goes. Right. No, Lexton will leave like one one thing in the bag or the box. And then it's not empty. So he doesn't have ah, to put it away. That trick. Which it mean, I pulled that trick all the time. The trash is like 10 feet away from where you're putting the bag. You don't need to leave one I, Cheeto. No. Like, <laughs> Why? Like I used to pour myself like orange juice and leave just a tiny little bit yep. in the bottom just so I could stick it back into the refrigerator. Why? Yeah, I mean it What is the logic? There is no logic. There's there's absolutely no logic to it at all. It seems like it's extra work, right? You finish it and you have to mm-hmm. throw it out. But really you're you're putting it back somewhere anyway. I think maybe mine had to do with sort of like sibling dynamics, thinking like okay, I just drank a lot of orange juice. If I stick it back in, maybe she'll blame my brother and not me. <laughs> or or maybe your brother will go to have some orange juice and see the container and think, oh, good, there's orange juice, and then there's not. Yeah, that. We would have pulled that on each other for sure. There was that dynamic. Oh, that's, that's kind of passive aggressive. Oh, yeah, but that's what siblings do. That's true. That's built into the DNA of being a sibling. Yeah. Passive aggression. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was a middle child, yeah. so I get that. I was the youngest child, always trying to make up for the fact that I was the youngest child. I think anytime you have siblings, it doesn't really matter what, where you fall. There's always a challenge. Like, there's always, you always feel like you're facing some uphill battle. Youngest, mm-hmm. oldest, middle. I mean, there's, there's always something. Always. We've had this a little bit before where my sister was the pretty one and my brother was the funny one. So I was like, I'll just be the best Mormon one. Yeah, that was a that was a good approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dan Quayle was your man. It right? worked. It totally worked. Do what? Dan Quayle was your man, right? Isn't that who it was? <laughs> Dan Quayle was my man in Washington. <laughs> yep. Did I tell you that my my nephew left on his mission? No, I don't and think so. You. You mentioned buying him some stuff that he needed, like your whole family chipping in. Yes, and we, I bought him a camera and a, a razor for his face and like a, an electric razor. They had a homecoming, or excuse me, they had a farewell at his church last Sunday. I didn't go to that. I just went to the, they have an open house at their house where they have all this food and everybody sits around and, and talks. And I showed up a little bit, you know, after it had started and I walk in to say hello to everyone and my sister very quickly, (laughs) my sister very quickly went over to the countertop and removed the invitation to the inauguration off of the countertop so that I wouldn't see it. (laughs) So now I know how my sister voted. That has, that has not been a topic of conversation in my family at all. But are you surprised? I am not. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to think it wasn't like that, but... I wanted to think, and which is a bad allyship on my part, 
because I wanted, I really, 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 really wanted to think that uh, when it came down to it, that she wouldn't put a check mark next to that name. But yeah, she did. And she just quietly removed it, like knew that you saw that yes. she removed it. So obviously well, you knew who she voted for. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about it. Wow. Just, mm-hmm. it's just an understood thing. Like you don't bring it up. She doesn't bring it up. Right. It will erupt. It will. It would erupt into a family-ending nuclear explosion, which is probably not what you need at a farewell for a mission trip. Right. I wanted to. I wanted to. You know, send this kid off to convert innocent people to a cult. <laughs> Shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> sort of. People are gonna Half, get mad. Halfway. No. Halfway. No, I'm I'm really excited for him. He's gonna he's gonna do great. He's gonna learn so much about himself and about life and And he's excited about it. That's what it's about. Right? Oh yeah. He's super excited. They have he's going to San Antonio and they've got a giant Texas flag hanging outside of their house <laughs> in Utah. Oh, no. And he yeah. so he already left. He is now gone. He is gone. He's at the MTC, the Missionary Training Center, as okay. we speak. He is there for another two or three weeks. Where he's learning everything that he has to teach and do and et cetera, et cetera. And that's in Utah. That this is in Utah. And okay. my brother and my everybody, my entire family was there. And my brother was in a really good mood and was sort of holding court. And there were, you know, there were about 40 of us just sitting around listening to him tell stories. And I said, You have to tell that one story from your mission. And I'll, I'll, I'll I just have to tell the story very quickly here at the end. Um, and we rambled really quite seriously all over this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of tangents. It's going to be it's going to be an interesting coming up with a title and a photo. Yes, yes it will. So, my brother went to Montreal, Quebec, and every first Sunday of the month it's called Fast and Testimony Meeting. So, everybody is supposed to fast the first Sunday of every month for three meals, and then they come to church and a normal meeting where people would give up and give talks and whatnot. That meeting is now sort of an open mic situation where everyone is, anyone who feels the spirit and wants to stand up and bear their testimony of the truth of the gospel is welcome to do so. So you have to hear people who haven't eaten all day talk? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, God. And like talk about their, you know, how they believe that the church is true and that this is how they feel about the gospel and they are so thankful for their family and the Lord, et cetera, you know, that type of thing. My So my brother is sitting in this very eclectic ward in, in Quebec and this, <laughs> this investigator, meaning that someone who is not yet Mormon, gets up and he, he actually goes up to the pulpit. Usually you can go to the pulpit or you can pass the mic around, but he actually went up to the pulpit and he's standing there and he's like, so... I did what everyone told me to do, and I got on my knees, and I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, please tell me if this is the one and true church of God. And all of a sudden, I heard a giant voice say, Shut up! <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. No. Oh, it was like, that's the best testimony I've ever heard. <laughs> and was that it? Like, then he he was done? Yeah. Oh, And God. apparently he, he, he converted, even despite that experience. So that's a powerful experience to be told, shut up by the Lord. 
and then and then keep going Mm -hmm. wow that's a determined man that's one way to put it Mm -hmm. so yeah we well we 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 started talking about religion a little bit and we ended talking about religion we planned that and and guess what guess who just arrived my mother we hit this right at the mark Perfect. You can, I can hear my dog running around upstairs. So, okay. So if you if you want to get a hold of us, uh, maybe you've got an awesome wedding story, like air guitar with a horror movie wig, or something related to religion, or Girl Scout cookies, or any one of the 37 things we discussed, you can always find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. Or you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com yes we'd love to hear from you and you can probably hear my dog screaming upstairs <laughs> um, until next time shut up many thanks to tan lines for the soundtrack to lisa congdon for the cover art and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.